So I have a quick question for you. I want you to think about this and drop a comment and give me your answer. If I were to ask you about what an elite shooter looks like, what would you say? Do you think of someone like Steph Curry, right? Who's hitting these crazy threes. Or do you think of somebody like Ray Allen who's hitting a catch and shoot three on a super consistent basis? Or do you think of somebody like Carmelo Anthony who's hitting a tough mid-range pull-up? Those are three guys with elite jump shots, but they're all very different and they shoot very different shots. So for you, when you think about the shots you should be working on, that can be a little bit confusing when you look at all these different types of players who can shoot at an elite level. And so the question I want to answer today is what are the shots you should be spending your time working on? If you spend 90% of your time working on and mastering these shots, you're going to be really, really good in the majority of situations. And those are the players who are super valuable to your team. So I want you guys to stick around here. We're going to break down the categories that really matter. And I think that's going to be a big part of helping you focus on what matters. So if you really want to supercharge the workouts you're doing, the results that you're getting, and just the overall time you're spending in the gym, this is for you. Let's get into it. So jumping into number one is catch and shoots. But there's a little more that I want to talk about when it comes to this. When we talk about catch and shoot, that is what the game is predicated on, right? Ask yourself this. What do teams want offensively? The majority of teams, we can take the NBA, we can take college, we can take high school. What do teams want to get? The number one answer is layups or dunks. Like they want stuff right at the rim. That's the ideal shot. And what's the other thing that they want? They want open catch and shoot threes. Why is that? Well, a three is worth more than two points obviously okay so if you can get an open one and you as a team can shoot between 35 and 40 percent well the numbers are going to work out so that if you get that shot a lot you're going to be really good and you're going to score a lot of points so teams want those open catch and shoot threes so they value players who can do two things get to the rim and hit catch and shoot threes so the game is so predicated on creating those looks and how do you create those looks well you create them through drive and kick opportunities, right? That's one way you can do it. So if you drive to the paint, draw on a defender, you kick it out to someone who's open now, well, now maybe they have a catch and shoot three. Let's say you drive, someone helps, and you kick it, and the closeout or the rotation is pretty good. Maybe now they're attacking a closeout, and it allows them to exploit that and get to the rim. So basketball is predicated on being able to do those two things. So when we talk about catch and shoot, I, hope, I know it's simple, but it really is one of the two most important things to be able to do on the offensive end. So what exactly does that look like for your training and the things that you should be focusing on? Well, the first thing is relocations, right? And for you guys who are watching on YouTube, you'll see a clip coming up here of what I'm talking about. If you guys are just listening, maybe go over to YouTube, check that out. If not, you might be able to visualize what I'm talking about. But a relocation on a driving kick, if someone's driving, you're moving to create an angle for them to kick out to you on that pass. If you can hit that shot at a high level, that's valuable. In the game of basketball, it is. That's really, really valuable. And I would say if there's one shot you would you want to focus on here, it's this shot. This is the number one shot for you to focus on. And so that's the first thing. And that plays so much into the driving kick game, which I just went through right there. Number two is different angle threes. Okay, so let's say, for example, I'm in the corner and the pass comes from the wing. Right, Not every pass you get is going to come from the paint. So can I hit a shot that comes from the paint, but can I also hit a shot that comes from a pass coming from the wing now. Or if I'm on the top of the key, can I hit a, a pass that comes from the paint on a kickout? And can I also hit a pass that comes from the wing, right? So can you hit shots coming from different angles? It's really important that you work on that skill as well when it comes to shooting, catch and shoot threes, and then different momentum into your threes. So sometimes there may be on a relocation, for example, right? There's a little bit of momentum to your right or left. Can you make those threes? Also, there's times where there's a backpedal into your three. Can you make those ones? And then there's also times when maybe you're coming in transition or you're 
stepping into your three, running into your three? Can you handle different types of momentum into your catch-and-shoot threes? And if you can do that, again, that makes you a very valuable player to any offense. And then I also want to throw this in. If you're somebody who plays the five or plays in the, the high post or, or whatever, and your team runs any sort of pinch post action, so where they throw the ball into the high post, maybe they throw you out to the top of the key, can you turn face and hit that three right there. That's super valuable as well if you play that position. Also, if you're five and you run ball screens, are you able to go pick and pop and then hit that three as well? If you can do those things, that just adds immense value to whatever team you may be playing on. So again, those catch and shoots, we talk about hitting them off of relocations, hitting them off of different angles on the catch, different types of momentum. And then if you do play that five, being versatile and being able to hit that face up three out of the pinch post as well as that pick and pop three. So that's number one is catch and shoot actions. The number two area you should be spending about 90% of your time working on is ball screen action shots. Now this is a little bit different if you don't handle the ball as much, but for those of you who do handle the ball, if you can hit these shots, then you add another element of just value to your offense. So number one is threes versus drop coverage. So if that screener's defender plays, you know, they sag, they sag down low or they, they essentially give you that shot, can you make that? Can you force them to not have to do that? That's a big one to be able to hit. Being able to just hide behind the screen. So if your defender goes under early, can you make that one? And then if they jump it early, can you make that three off, off of a reject on the screen? And then all three of those same shots just in the mid-range as well. Can I hit that mid-range against drop coverage? Can I hit that mid-range against, you, you know, uh, against that, that reject as well? Really, really important that we can do those sorts of things. And again, this varies, but I also think that it's important that you're a versatile player. So even if you don't use ball screens a lot, can you hit a three-pointer coming off of one dribble? or off of two dribbles, right? Let's say you put the ball down to go for you know, a handoff or to make a pass, and that, that's not there, but they do give you a three. Can you then make that shot? So being able to hit a three coming off of one or two dribbles, I think is incredibly important for any player to be able to do. But specifically, if you're handling the ball a lot and you're in ball screens, you've got to be able to hit those sorts of shots coming off of the dribble. And then the third area that you should spend the majority of your time working on is the mid-range, right? When we talk about the mid-range, I think this is an area that's very misunderstood, and a lot of players view it kind of archaically, right? Some people view it in a way that, oh, it should never be a shot that's taken, and some people view it as, a, you know, it's a shot that I should hunt. And I would say that it's right somewhere in the middle. The mid-range is the least valuable shot in basketball. It is, because it's only worth two points. It's typically contested, or you're coming off of the dribble, so there's momentum into it. You've got to handle all these different factors. And that makes it a very difficult shot, especially when you consider the fact that it's only worth two points, right? Which is the same as a layup is worth. So if you're a team and you can get a layup or an open three, you'll take that 10 times out of 10 over a contested or a difficult mid-range shot. But it's also potentially really valuable to have the mid-range as a counter to your drives, right? So let's say, for example, you drive and they try and recover to the paint. Well, can you stop? And you may have five feet of space and hit that shot, right? Because maybe if you keep going into the paint, you won't be able to get there. They're already there. It's clogged up. But there's space in the mid-range for you to be able to operate. So if they give you that shot, can you make it? Okay, that, that's where the mid-range becomes valuable. So specifically talking about getting to the mid-range off of like two dribbles, right? So you catch the ball. They're closing out. You're attacking the closeout, maybe off of a rip-through or a jab. You take two dribbles and can I get into a mid-range shot if that's the read, right? If the paint's not open, I can't get the hold of the basket, can I stop and hit this shot?
that that's a valuable shot in the game of basketball as well. That's how you become somebody who's a three-level scorer because you can do all those things. But you understand that's probably the third option you're going to want to get to behind a layup or an open three. So being able to get to that and you know being able to play off of shot fake. So let's say a, a kick out comes to you on a driving kick and the closeout's really close. Well, can you get to a shot fake and then maybe that's where you get to your mid-range pull-up, right? Because, again, maybe you can't get the whole way to the rim, and that's where you're at. And maybe that shot is actually open and not a bad one, okay? So there's something to think about. And this is where we can add in different stops, too. So, you know, being able to get to, like, a punch as your stop or some sort of snatch, um, a little bit more advanced in terms of being able to hit that. But if that's something that you work on. It can also be a valuable thing to have as well as, again, that counter to what you do. So this is kind of in descending order when we talk about the, th the three areas that you should be spending 90% of your time working on, we talk about cash and shoots being number one. This would be the majority of your time is the cash and shoot threes. And then number two, working on threes off of the dribble. So if you're somebody who uses a ball screen, being able to hit that. You know, if you're somebody who doesn't, just being able to get to a three off of one or two dribbles when needed is, is important as well. And then number three is being able to get to the, that mid-range shot as a counter. So simple one, two dribble pull-ups, specifically two dribble pull-ups. I think those are really, really valuable. Um, and then, you know, understanding the fact that that's probably going to be your third option in terms of what you are hunting here. But if you can do it, that gives you just another level of versatility um, in your game. And so what about the other 10%, right? Like, what am I missing here? I'm, I'm telling you guys all these different things. The other 10% is like the crazy ISO stuff. So, you know, where you get to, you're getting to a pull up off of three, four, five dribbles. Uh, you're getting to some crazy sort of step back, some spin into a fade all the stuff that you see, you know, the, the guys at the highest level do, that is the 10%. And I say that not to tell you to not work on it, because I do think there's a time and place to work on expanding your capacity to do things, right? If you can make a really difficult shot, there's a good chance that you're going to be able to also make easy shots, right? So if you work on periodically making difficult shots, um, especially if you work on it against defense, I think that's really, really fun, first of all, but also valuable to you. Um, if you do those things, then that I think can actually be valuable to what you do because now the simple pull-ups are going to be easier. The catch and shoots are going to be easier because you've worked on the hard stuff too. But if you can't do the three things we've talked about, if you can't make catch and shoots at a high level, then there's no point in working on the other stuff. There's just no point in it because the catch and shoots, that's what happens 90% of the time when you're shooting a jump shot. And if you can't do that, you are not only less valuable to your team, but you're, you're a liability because now teams can game plan for that. They can sag off of you, you know, to guard you. They can help, you know, against other guys in your team. And you're just, you're not going to be as impactful as you probably want to be. There's gonna be a lot of opportunities that you're not going to get. Okay. So the 10% the is, is important to an extent, but make sure that you have your bases covered when it comes to the first three. And if you do, you're probably going to be someone who's a great shooter and, Great shooters are in super high demand, and the game is is built for shooters. That's what it's built for. So if you want to be that, those are the three areas that you need to be spending 90% of your time. If you guys want workouts that target these areas, you guys can check out my programs that are down below. I have a full shooting program in the perimeter score system, which works on all the stuff that we're talking about. And also, of course, you guys are on my YouTube channel, so go check my workouts playlist. I have workouts on all this stuff if you guys don't want to go through the programs, but the programs will be linked down below. And obviously, for everybody else, go check out the rest of my channel. It's fine stuff that you'll be able to work on and commit to it. 
And I promise you, you're going to find success no matter where you're playing at. Drop a comment down below. Let me know what you think about this. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you spend your time working on? How is that going for you? Let me know in the comments below. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.